0: One-size-fits-all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got a great story of showing up a bad boss and doing things better than they ever did. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is my main boss refused to make good on his promise to increase my salary, so I started my record label and left with half the staff and artists. I have to give a background story of how I came to work in a record label so everyone gets the full picture. I've always wanted to work in the music industry, with brand artists, and just be fully involved in the business side of music. I know my way around music, I know what sells and I've been this way since high school. I had artists in high school, students who sang and I managed them and got them singing gigs in school. It was just a mock job that I did for free but I enjoyed doing it. I had a great time pretending to be a talent manager. It was fun for me and I looked forward to being in the music business in the future. My immigrant parents were, however, not going to let that happen. In my family, you had to be a doctor, a lawyer, or do something in finance or banking. There was absolutely no way I could study something related to music, so I gave in and majored in criminal and justice administration in college. I worked in a law firm as a paralegal for two years after college before deciding to go to law school, after which I practiced for a few years. I had a good thing going for me as a lawyer, but I wanted more. I wasn't happy with my career and I still wanted to pursue a career in music, but I was never really moved to do anything about it until one night. I was in a fancy restaurant with my girlfriend when I heard the most beautiful song ever and the voice sounded familiar, very much so. I had just mentioned to my girlfriend how the song sounded very familiar when the staff at the restaurant mentioned the name of the singer after her performance. I was right about the voice being familiar The singer was someone I knew from high school. She was one of the artists I managed in high school. And she always stood out because of the uniqueness of her voice. I was some grades higher at the time so it was rare to have found someone that young who could sing so well. I beckoned to one of the waiters at the restaurant and asked if she could arrange for me to meet the singer. She did and I met her. She was pleased to meet me again and we hung out a couple of times after that night. I was impressed by how she never stopped chasing her dreams of being a renowned singer and had even told her as a joke that I was jealous. I wish I could do what I wanted to, I said to her. It's not too late, you can still get stuff done, was her response. She had to leave the city the day after, so I didn't see her for a long while after that, but what she said stuck in my mind, and I kept thinking about it. My girlfriend noticed my foul mood and when I told her what had happened, She encouraged me to pursue a career in music and quit law practice if I wanted it so badly. My long-term goal was to start my record label, but first I had to work with the one that already had been established. I was new to the industry, and it wasn't exactly safe to just invest my savings in a business I had no real experience in. An old friend from college set up a meeting with the man who is now my ex-boss. We spoke and he must have liked me because right there he offered me a job on his record label and I took it. I was excited about the offer because frankly starting your record label was a lot of work and I needed to establish myself in the industry to do something that huge and his record label was a good place to start. I didn't expect to earn a fat salary right off the bat but even for a beginner the salary was poor. It was way too little compared to what I used to make as a lawyer but I was just starting in a new industry and was certain that the salary would improve with time. A month into my job, I was already tired and frustrated. I loved my job, but my boss was extremely toxic. He was the most obnoxious person I had ever met. He was rude, mean, and verbally abusive. He would throw insults at anyone who came up with an idea he did not like. But when he does like an idea... He would never praise them for it and would simply take on the idea and act as though he came up with it. I'd only worked with them for a short while, but he had done it several times. It was very annoying. Apart from being generally condescending and verbally abusive, he enjoyed making promises that he never kept. Sometimes he would promise to compensate staff for bringing in talent and never fulfill his promise. Employees were always so terrified of him that they were usually too scared to even ask him to make good on his promises. That man simply bullied everyone at work, from top executives to office assistants. Even artists weren't spared from his vile and dubious acts. He always tried to cut corners to avoid paying artists what was due to them. I hated him, but you see, I loved my job and I didn't want to go back to practicing law. So I stayed and tried hard to just ignore his trashy character. Eventually, he did something that made me quite angry and determined to take me down. A year and a half into my job, I was doing just fine. I had brought in many talents to the label, and the label was flourishing, but my salary remained the same. It was frustrating. I had many people who saw where I worked and thought I was earning a lot of money, but my pay was very little. It was mostly my girlfriend holding us down. I needed something to change and I decided I was going to speak to my boss personally. I went into his office and told him that I wanted a raise. I was being grossly underpaid for the kind of work I did and the kind of value I was bringing in. I had had a conversation on this with him some months after I resumed work, and it did not go so well. He had insisted that I was a new staff and new to the music industry and didn't deserve to earn so much. While that was true, I had brought so much value and money to his company for a beginner. The artists loved to work with me and I had been able to get a good number to agree to sign an agreement and come into the label. Before we closed for the day, he called a meeting and played a video of a singer he wanted on the label. A video of her singing had gone viral on the internet. It was my artist from high school, the one I had seen when I was out with my girlfriend. He wanted us to sign her and had a prize for whoever could bring her in. I started to mentally plan how to sell the record label to her. I may have managed her in the past, but I still needed to give her something more than that to get her on board. Plus, now that the video had gone viral, it would be a competition not just between me and the other employees looking to sign her, but other record labels who would be hot on her chase now. My boss asked me to stay back and he said listen, what we talked about earlier is a done deal. If you get me this girl, you get that and a commission for your hard work. Boy, that was all the encouragement I needed. I reached out to some pals I still spoke to from high school, and one of them revealed that she was in a different state. I had to fly there the next morning. On getting there, I stayed in a hotel, reached out to her, and asked to have dinner. I knew many people were looking to sign her with her newfound fame so I was careful not to lead with the fact that I had gone all the way there to see if she could get signed by our label. We had dinner and she was glad when I told her I would since been working in the music industry. When I mentioned what I had come for, she had me speak to her manager, and we closed the deal in two weeks. It was one of my proudest achievements, and I was ready to be adequately compensated for it. When the deal closed, I expected that my boss would not need to be reminded to compensate me, but he never spoke about compensation, nor did he talk about the salary increase I'd asked for. He did congratulate me at a meeting and had everyone give me a standing ovation, but that was it. I waited for a while, but he never mentioned it, so I decided to just ask him. I went to him and requested that he redeemed his promise to increase my pay and give me compensation for signing her. He did increase my salary by a very embarrassing amount, and the compensation never came. The salary increment was so little that it made no difference at all. I'd met people who worked in other record labels, and they earned decent pay. My girlfriend was pissed about it, and I was too. I did too much work for what I was earning, and I started to consider quitting. It was hard because I loved what I did and was finally happy about my job, but I couldn't continue to endure a terrible boss and still get underpaid. One day, I went in to see my boss and told him I wanted a salary increase and that I was going to resign if he was not willing to make that happen. Okay then, he said with a smirk. You can do whatever you want, but don't forget there's nothing out there for you. You don't have a lot of experience. You're average at best. That ruined my entire day. I knew I wasn't average. I was good at what I did and it was evident in the work I'd done at that time, even with my little experience. A day after the conversation I had with my boss about quitting, I got clarity and the perfect idea for revenge on my evil boss. A couple of the other employees and I were together, and they were all talking about leaving the company. They had had enough of the boss and were interviewing with other record labels. I learned from that conversation that my boss was simply a tight-fisted man and a selfish man. He was underpaying everyone and even taking advantage of the artists, withholding their rights and making sure he makes as much money as possible off them while giving as little as he could back to them. I decided that I was going to start my record label to spite him and I was going to convince the artists I'd signed to go with me. I spoke with a few people I knew who hated the boss and had plans to leave. I talked to them about my record label and the plans that I had for it and them. It wasn't easy to get them to come on board, seeing as it was going to be a new establishment, but I got two major staff to agree. I had to throw my entire savings into starting the business, but it was something I had always dreamed of, so I thought it was a worthy investment. Many of the artists were happy to come with me. One had even mentioned that I was the only one keeping them at the company. In the course of my sneaky move to start my label and take some of the artists and staff with me, something happened that I thought would ruin my entire revenge plan. My boss found out. He was livid and threatened to sue. I wasn't afraid of that. It wasn't just because I had years of experience practicing law, but my boss had cut so many corners in trying to make so much money for himself and exploiting others that I knew there was very little he could do that would affect me or my business. I called his bluff and told him to go ahead. Other staff heard what had happened and came to inform me that they would be leaving with me. Some executive staff were bringing their artists with them too. When my boss caught wind of this, he invited me to his office and offered me a promotion, a specific percent increase in my salary, my own office, and certain rights. But I didn't care for any of those things. It wasn't the first time he made a promise and reneged on it, and even if he would do all of those things, he was extremely toxic, and I absolutely could not deal with that. I refused his offer, that was my last day at the record label. I left, and so did a good percent of the staff, even down to the cleaners. Some staff decided to stay back when he offered them bonuses and all, but many of them had had enough, and refused to be seduced by his offers. While it was a risky revenge, I'm glad I did it because not only did it serve its purpose, which was to get back at my ex-boss, but it also brought to life the dream, the long-time dream of owning my record label. That is not to say my ex-boss gave up easily, he was determined to make me suffer, and he tried to take legal actions against me. We eventually settled out of court. I had to make a few compromises here and there, but it still pissed off my ex-boss and set him back. He was also forced to start paying his staff well, knowing that they could leave too, and I knew from experience how difficult it was for him to release money. I love the idea of not only getting revenge against such a terrible, advantage taking boss, but fulfilling your lifelong dream, but man I have to imagine that had to be scary for OP. Imagine taking the plunge, opening your own company, knowing you're going to have to pay all these people salaries, invest in these artists and whatnot. I mean, that's a lot of heavy lifting. Do you think you would have what it takes to run a business of your own? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is I recorded an embarrassing video of my stepsister and made sure it went viral. She was so embarrassed and dreaded returning to school that her dad had to withdraw her from school and settle for homeschooling. One might wonder why I would do that. Well, here's the full story. When my parents divorced, they got shared custody of me. I was mostly with my dad, but sometimes I visited my mom. She was working very hard to get her big break as an actress and barely had time anyway. This was the major reason my parents got divorced. My mom wanted to return to acting and she felt dad wasn't. So- a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. supportive of her career. He wanted a simple life and she didn't, hence the separation and eventual divorce. Months after the divorce, mom moved to a different city and started to date this big time talent manager who also owned an acting agency. The two first met professionally, mom was going to sign up as one of his actors but they fell in love, started to live together and got married much later. I never even got to meet her husband physically until much later. We had spoken via video call a couple of times, but we never met because mom would come to our city whenever she wanted to spend time with me. Whenever she was around, we would stay over at my grandparents' home and have a lot of fun. She never stayed past three days, but I didn't mind at all. I was usually just glad to be spending time with my mom. I had to leave my city to live with my mom when my dad was transferred to his head office's new branch in France. He was supposed to stay for a year, after which he would return. Dad wasn't happy about this, but he had to go as he knew doing that would earn him the promotion that he had always wanted. I wasn't too elated about the news either because all my life, I had always had my dad around me, and I couldn't imagine not having him around. He suggested to my mom that I come with him to France. The company's going to provide a good house for the two of us, and we'll find good schools, he was saying to my mom, but she cut him off. No way. My mom was not having it at all. She was worried that being uprooted from my country and dealing with a different school system could ruin my academic performance. Dad was also reluctant about letting me stay back without him. They got into an argument about it, dad accused her of being selfish, and mom was mad that he was taking a job in a different country. My mom suggested staying with her parents, but my dad kicked against the idea. Eventually, they agreed, albeit grudgingly, that I would move in with my mom and stepdad. My dad worried that my mom would be too busy and would not have time to attend to my needs, but I assured him that I would be fine. I thought to myself that I was, after all, not a child who needs babysitting. Just like my dad feared, my mom barely had time for anything other than steadily pursuing her goal of being a renowned actress, and just like I promised him, I didn't care. I spoke to my dad and best friend from my former school every day, and saw my mom at least twice a week. My stepdad has a huge house. I had a big room, I was comfortable, and enjoyed a peaceful and quiet summer that year. It was mostly me, the housekeeper, and her toddler son that were in the house. My stepdad had a daughter who lived with them, but she was on summer vacation with her mother. I was having such a good time until my stepdad's daughter showed up from her summer vacation. First, she ignored me until her dad introduced us, and even after he did, she avoided me and just acted like I didn't exist. While I was concerned at first, I got over it. I didn't know her story anyway. Perhaps she was mad about her father marrying my mom. Adjusting to my new school was hard because it was a private school. The students were few and everyone knew everyone. The classism in the school was glaring. And I thought the popular girls in my former school were mean, until I met the popular girls in my new school. There were different groups and cliques of girls trying to outdo the other groups and prove that they had more money, better skin, nicer dresses, and faster cars. It was insane. My stepdad had asked my stepsister to give me a ride to school on my first day, but she rolled her eyes at him and said no quietly. I had hoped that she would show me around the school and help me settle in, but she didn't. I tried not to take it personally and focused on finding my way in school. Somehow most people liked me, and I had no problems making friends, and this bothered my stepsister. She tried to be friendly in school when she noticed many people were warming up towards me, but I wasn't having any of it. I'm a smart girl. I know when someone's up to something or is trying to use me, and it was obvious that my stepsister was trying to use me. One day, while my stepdad, stepsister, and I were having breakfast, I mentioned to my stepdad that a guy had asked me to go on a study date, and he asked for the guy's name. When I told him, my stepsister got pretty upset and left the table. Her dad didn't care. He simply ignored her and gave me his permission. In school, my stepsister walked over to our table at cafeteria and asked to speak with me. I went out with her, wondering exactly what she wanted to talk to me about, and just hoping that my mom was fine you can't go on a day with him she said flatly what i was convinced i didn't hear her correctly she says well you can't date him i say why do you like him or something she frowned no no i don't like him i say so she says so what i say so why can't i go out with him she says well he plays for football for the school team." His dad's a professional football player, and he's very popular in school. At that point I wanted to burst out laughing. All these sound like reasons to go out with him. She says, well you can't. Listen, I've been here for years, and it took me a while to even be able to speak to certain people. If you think you can just waltz in here and be the girl who's dating a star athlete, then you're crazy. I say no, you're crazy and pathetic. I walked back inside feeling very sorry for her, I just did not understand how someone could be so bothered by someone else being popular or whatever. I wanted to talk to my new friends about it, but I decided to talk to my mom instead. Plus, I didn't want to do anything that would jeopardize her reputation in school. My mom was away filming at a location when I returned home, and by the time she got back, she was very tired and just wanted to sleep. I decided this conversation could wait. Later that day, I spoke to my best friend from my former school about it, and we laughed at how silly she was, and how high school kids were so stupid and concerned about inconsequential kids. That was all my best friend and I talked about in school. We would talk about how high school kids are shallow, and how we couldn't wait to get out of high school. I did go on my study date, and my date took a picture of us and posted it on a social media page. The next week was hard for me my new friends started to avoid me everyone who had warmed up to me at first just sort of ignored me i was confused and spoke to my mom about it why not have a party she suggested what a party kids love parties talk to your friends and let me know if you decide to have one i did text my friends about it but they all declined i was sad and i didn't bother to ask anyone else. I figured if my friends weren't going to come, then the others wouldn't be interested as well. When I told my dad, he said the kids were simply over being interested in the new girl. Maybe the novelty's gone, don't take it personally. For the rest of the week, everyone in school treated me weirdly and didn't want to be around me. I confronted one of the girls about their cold attitude, and what she said made me even more worried. I'm sorry, she said. Honestly, I understand your plight and would love to be friends, but my parents are quite strict about these things. You know how my dad's an actor, he doesn't want bad things published about our family. I had heard enough of what I didn't even understand. So I asked what she was talking about, but she just said that she was sorry again and left. All through next week, I was treated like some sort of pariah in school. Everyone ignored me and those who even looked at me did so with pity. Even the guy I had gone on a date with avoided me. I didn't understand what was going on, but I sensed it had something to do with my stepsister. I confronted her, but she laughed in my face and stuck her tongue out. I didn't understand exactly why everyone was treating me that way until the third week. The school authorities invited my mom to school and told her that the other parents were worried that I may badly influence other kids. It turned out someone had started a rumor about me having a stealing compulsion and the school authorities wanted to know if I was getting help so they can allay the fears the parents have. My mom was shocked about the rumor and assured the authorities that it wasn't true and I had no such compulsion. They even added that I had to leave my former school because I was stealing from everyone. My mom had to explain why I had to leave my previous school and she insisted that the rumor was started by a malicious person and demanded the school investigate who it was my mom was so annoyed that she cleared all tabs that she could for the weekend just to spend time with me. When the school's counselor asked who I suspected could have started the rumor, I told him I didn't suspect anyone. In truth, I believed my stepsister did it, but I was reluctant to accept that she could be that vile, and I couldn't be so sure anyway. The next week, the school authorities interviewed students and found out that my stepsister DID start the rumors. They invited my stepdad, her mom, and my mom. Her mom said she must have been dealing with the fear that I would come to take her place in her dad's life and assured the school that she will be adequately punished for it. My stepdad expressed his disappointment and asked the school to apportion the appropriate punishment for her behavior. My mom was surprisingly quiet. I got the feeling that she was intimidated by her husband's ex-wife and was trying as much as possible to not react angrily. My stepsister was suspended for a week, and she tried to spend the week with her mom. The treatment at school improved, but people certainly did not warm up to me. I, however, made two new friends. They weren't regular cool people, but they seemed to care about me and we hung out frequently. The day my stepsister returned, I was just leaving the house, she smirked when she saw me. I bet you think you won, but you'll always be the girl with the sticky fingers. That was it. I had had enough, and was determined to put an end to her silliness once and for all. I started to think of the perfect revenge that would get to her. I settled for something that would make her uncool and have people make fun of her and avoid her too. That would hurt her. I mentioned it to my best friend, and being the super investigator that she was, she checked my stepsister out and dropped a major revelation. My stepsister used to be a very fat girl. I understood then when she talked about what she had to do and how long it took her to climb up the school's social ladder. I had my best friend open an anonymous social media account using my stepsister's name. I made my best friend do it instead because it was going to be harder to know the real identity of the account owner if they weren't in my school or even in that city. First, I went in search of an old photo album I'd seen in my stepdad's library while I was looking through his books in the summer. I saw old pictures of her and took pictures of the most unflattering ones. I know all the forces were conspiring with me to have my revenge because one night I was in the kitchen trying to get a midnight snack when I heard snoring. Turns out my stepsister was the culprit. I tiptoed back into my room to pick up my phone. She was a cheerleader at the school and was probably tired from practicing all through that evening. I started the video that followed the sound of the snores and then took a video of her, mouth open, snoring away. She even opened her eyes slightly and I raced back into my room before she could even be awoken enough to understand what was going on. The next morning, I created a video of the snoring and inserted her old pictures in it. I sent it to my best friend and she posted it on an anonymous social media account. I sent her the ID of popular people in school to tag her to her post and she did by the end of that day, the post had gained numerous engagements and everyone was laughing about it in school the next day. She was so embarrassed that she refused to go to school and told everyone who cared to listen that I did it. Of course, I denied it. She had friends over for sleepovers all the time. It could have been any of them. My mom wanted to know if I did, but I insisted that it wasn't me. My mom believed me and refused to let my stepdad and his ex-wife question me any further. She insisted that if I said I didn't do it, then I did not. My stepsister went back to school, but she kept skipping school so much that her parents decided that homeschooling was the best for her senior year. I felt very good about what I did. We both know I did it, and I'm happy she realized that she cannot walk all over everyone. Honestly, I think the one disappointing thing about this story is the fact that social status in high school just doesn't matter. For the people who try to like make it their world in high school and think that's life or death, it's like a year, two years, and even longer beyond that, the less and less it ever had any meaning at all. Honestly, like once you're done and graduated, how popular you were in high school doesn't matter. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more